Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome along to the VMTV Rugby Pod. Well, Quinny, what a Six Nations it was. Matt as well with me again. Alan, fourth Grand Slam Ireland in Dublin. What an achievement. What a remarkable six, 68 weeks. But fair play to them. It was just a great day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a special day, I think. And uh, it's only our, ever our fourth Grand Slam. So a um, lot of excitement. Um build up coming into Paddy's weekend party atmosphere and uh, you know by their own admission we didn't get a perfect performance from Ireland uh, but credit to England I think um, I can't say my predictions throughout the championship were spot on but I did fancy uh, I did fancy England to come and, and upset Ireland a little bit I still think they have a bit to go in their attack game and they have issues around that but uh, on paper, a very strong team who weren't going to come and lie down for Ireland and allow that that uh, party to, to kick into full motion after 10 or 15 minutes of the game. So they certainly played their part. Um, Ireland will learn a little bit from this again. Um, and other teams will look and see, you know, what kind of pressure that's required to put under a team that's very comfortable in attack um, right across the board. They're, they're handling other forwards and, and backs alike. It's very cohesive and um, they've been superb. And we go right back to the first game against Wales. That's where it all started. I think that was a, an absolutely fantastic first half performance where they blew Wales away. Um, so, yeah, they deserve a lot of credit. I think um, it's a wonderful achievement and I think they deserve it. You know, France um, are probably, uh, there's nothing between France and Ireland. Even, you know, Ireland won at home. But if Ireland go to France, I think it was you that said it to me, Stuart, if, if Ireland play that game in France when we did the podcast after that one, is it a different result? And it possibly is. I think Ireland will have learned a lot from, uh, France will have learned a lot from that themselves. And uh, But, you know, Ireland had to deal with um, players missing throughout the championship and they cope very well. So wonderful achievement and a very special day for, for, for Irish rugby. Matt, just your take on it. What a special day it was, as Alan said. But, you know, got to win five matches to win that Grand Slam. And Ireland just delivered throughout the tournament, didn't they? That's what Grand Slams are so rare, Stu, isn't it? Um, it it's, it's, it's very, very difficult to win a Grand Slam. You know, uh, very, very... And, and, like, Ireland faced such adversity at times. Look at Edinburgh. Each team that wins a Grand Slam has a game that they get away with. Their last Grand Slam, you think Johnny did that magnificent drop goal in Paris in the, the dying seconds to win that game. There is always a game that they've got to deal with. And, and Ireland, across that whole tournament, dealt with all the adversity, all the difficulties, 
but played some magnificent rugby. The French game, the first half of the French game was as good a half of rugby as I have ever seen. It was absolutely superb rugby from both. And it takes two teams to tango like that. France were, were brilliant. But it all built up to Saturday. And uh, being in Dublin, I've got to say that I was in the really privileged position of being on the sideline. And when the national anthems were on, wow, the hair on the back of your neck was standing on end. It was, it was unbelievable being, being that close to it and feeling it. It was superb. And the crowd, you know, the Aviva gets, uh, gets a bad rap at times, and I, I do agree with it. Sometimes the crowd's quiet and there's too many people walking around buying pints and all that's true. But I tell you, on Saturday, the people really delivered for the team. The support from the, from the crowd for the players was astonishing. And you could see the players' nervousness in how they played. I don't remember Tiger Furlong dropping, uh, throwing a bad pass. I think he threw three. I don't remember him ever for Leinster uh, or Ireland doing bad passes like that. His handling is superb. And I think that's a reflection on, on the stress and tension that was in the side. They knew that history was beckoning. But they'll be better for that. They'll be better for that experience when going into the World Cup. Alan said the other part, they got depth. Tom O'Toole came on there. At the beginning of that tournament, if we said, listen, Tom O'Toole's going to be playing a tight head uh, against, uh, for, for part of the game, a significant part of the game against England for a grand slam, we'd go, oh, wow, I'm a bit nervous about that. Tom O'Toole's just grown and, and <laughs> developed in this phenomenal way, as have so many other players. You know, Ross Burns cemented his place in there. Uh, the, 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 the fact that we have such depth in the second row, Ryan Baird coming on was, was again, magnificent. All these um, uh, uh, other players that got their opportunity all delivered. Every one of them delivered. And now we have this depth in position going into a World Cup. We've got confidence from the way we played, not just, not just talk. This is evidence. We've got evidence that, that these guys can play. So it's, it's just been a magnificent achievement, but also a wonderful, the best preparation you could possibly get, or Ireland could possibly get for the World Cup. All of this has fallen into play. And everyone involved, coaches and players and management, all deserve whatever credit and praise we can give them because it, it's been a magnificent performance. Alan, Matt talks about depth. What, 47, 48 players have been in the camp. Andy Farrell straight in the press conference was saying, you know, there's so much more in this team. So, like, they're just going to keep building and building into this World Cup, aren't they? Well, you would hope so. Um, uh, it's going to be difficult because there's a real target on their back and there has been coming into the Six Nations. I think that's probably the most pleasing thing, the way they've been able to deal with the pressure. Um, going to Cardiff uh, the first day, the Warren Gatlin effect, it was mentioned a lot. Um, you know, the pressure that they've dealt with has been very... Very, very good the way they've been able to cope, stick to their own kind of structures and plan. Um, and there's a lot of momentum to be gained from that. So, you know, 2019 was, it will be mentioned for a while, uh, probably, you know, up to the, this point now and, and depending what happens at the World Cup, it may be forgotten about if, if Ireland do well at the World Cup. But um, they've been really superb in their application. They've had issues with injuries um you know finley bealham has been a big winner ryan baird at the weekend tom o'toole stuart mccluskey um lots of and tom o'toole i think you know obviously coming off the having to come off the bench a number of times looking comfortable 
Um, they've had issues around the injuries as well with, with what happened in Murrayfield. But it was a blistering start. And I think um, having, you know, getting that first away win is really important. And I think that was kind of the cornerstone for for success. And, and it laid down a platform. It made them... There was so much pressure going into that game because some of those players were there in 2019 when England, you know, beat Ireland in, in that first game in, in, in after a brilliant 2018. So, yeah, they're mentally in a good place. I think they seem like they have a happy camp, but they have big challenges ahead. And um, I think that's probably the key for this team now, not to rest on their laurels and think that they're, you know, their game is, is, is in great shape now and it's just going to happen at the World Cup. They've got to find different ways now and improve. I think one area would be um, you know, there was a lot of, there was a fair few missed tackles in the, in this championship. Ireland were in the twenties on a few occasions, and that would be concerning. Um, they they're kind of a team that if they if someone scores against them, they dust themselves down and go up the field. But um, you know, I think the scramble defence has been superb. So they've they've conceded very the fewest tries in the championship. So there's there's not a problem with defence. Um, I just think it's an area that they could become better at when Andy Farrell talks about it. I think their kicking game um, could be a little bit sharper for definite. These are things that, and Matt will know as a coach, that you continuously have to work on. Their breakdown at the weekend wasn't where we've seen it. So they probably need to figure out if that happens again, how do they kick a little bit more and find space in the backfield when you have 13, 14 players up in that front line like England had at the weekend. Um, so there's a, of course there's areas they can get better. Um, any team that's winning, and that's the key to success with, with, with sporting teams, that you don't kind of rest and think that you've got to a level that's going to work because so many other teams will get better, Stuart. They will improve, and a lot of these teams who you know, didn't maybe hit the ground running in the Six Nations will, you know, they'll try and get their... They'll try and peak and get it right at the World Cup, and one or two players, one or two uh, changes in, in in their structures and the other international teams can make them very dangerous as well. So, um, the recovery and the plan over the summer is going to be really important. How they get the balance right between conditioning, um, I do believe that um, fitness is going to play a big part in this World Cup. Tempo and pace the games. Um, we know South Africa won a World Cup the last time and um, there's no doubt that, and this isn't being disrespectful at all in, in any way to South Africa, that they can totally out-muscle you because they have that power, their scrum, their set-piece is really powerful, their line-out mall and their kicking game is really good. They have magical players in that back line as well who can attack and they can score tries when they want. But I think this World Cup, there's going to be a... Um, Attack is probably going to be the one that, um, you know, you you get the benefit, biggest benefits from by 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 having that attacking game, and and part of that has been really fit and your movements on the ground and your shape. So, um, of course they can get better, uh, but they've been superb. So um, it's only marginal gains that they I would think they're looking for. Obviously, you got to try and maintain what you've got and what they've shown in the last twelve months, and then try and find different ways of tweaking them. Um, you can always find different uh, strike plays, offset pieces and things like that. Um, so, 
yeah, it's 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 the right attitude uh, to have for sure. But I think they need to park it now. They're all back to their provinces. Rest, enjoy it, and uh, that'll be a different uh, situation from when it comes around. But we must must touch on Johnny Sexton. Some of the greats don't get the send off they deserved. They deserve. But what about a Six Nations final game? Everything seemed to go right for him and his celebrations at the end. They were just great for him and for his family. Just a legend of Irish rugby. Not finished yet, but in Six Nations terms. And even that final conversion, that sums them all up. Yeah, yeah. He uh, it was great. It was a very special moment. And I think it sums up, Johnny, as he's coming off, 60,000 people are on their feet applauding him and applauding him for everything, for everything he's done for Irish rugby, for his leadership, standards he set, his longevity, the way he's played, the success he's had. And he is not hearing, I'm sure he's hearing it, but he's not acknowledging it. He's got the grumpy head on because he doesn't want to come off. <laughs> he, I was right in front of him. He, came, he didn't look up once and wave or, you know, thanks a lot. It was nothing. It wasn't one acknowledgement. All he's doing, and we found it, the word is he's talking to the to the medical staff because he's hurt his leg. Will I be back for Leinster? You know, can I, will I be back on it? I don't want to come off. I think I could do it. Instead of saying, like, it's a 70-minute, you've just won a grand slam, enjoy it. But it was, it was great, <clears throat> excuse me, great to see him afterwards with his kids and doing the lap and smiling because probably we haven't seen Johnny smile enough on his journey. He's so dedicated and so intense. Um, that smile has probably been missing on a, far too many occasions because of his drive to succeed. And, and, and Stewie, we've got to say, we, we said it, Alan and I said it the other day uh, on, on TV with Virgin Media. He stood on, he stood on O'Driscoll's shoulder. So Brian O'Driscoll's dragged Irish rugby with Paul O'Connell up to a point. And what Johnny's done is he stood on their shoulders, on Paul and Brian's shoulders, and pulled it on again, brought Irish rugby up again. He's demanded standards from the players. He's demanded standards from himself and everyone around him about training, preparation, and performance. And so much of what Ireland and and Leinster is, is about his standards and his demands as a captain. Sometimes that comes out with a grumpy hat on, but that's that's him. He wears his heart in his sleeve. He's passionate, and and he loves what he's doing. And uh, you know, he he we've we've been so fortunate over 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 the twenty years. You know, let's say you've had O'Driscoll, O'Connell, O'Gara, and Sexton. That this whole generation has seen those. That, that's that's true gift to to everyone that's watched the game because he you don't often get all time greats like that in one period. You know, they, they, these guys are the equivalent of of Michael Jordan in 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 rugby terms. These are guys that are going to be remembered forever. That the game, as long as the game is played, these are guys are going to be remembered, and we've seen them all, and that's that's a true a true pleasure. Yeah, it certainly is. Al, suppose we must touch on player of the tournament, which is going to be announced on Friday. Three Irishmen, three Frenchmen: Galen Doris, Hugo Keenan. Who else have we got there? We've got uh, Thomas Ramos, Damien Pinot, Anton Dupont, and finally Mark Hansen. No, six quality players to say the obvious. Which way are we going, or what do you make of that? In total, the six that are nominated, plenty left out. Andrew Porter, name one. I'm sure there's plenty others you can think of, but what do you think on Friday? Which way will it go? Um, it's hard to know. I think um, it's hard to, and it's also hard to kind of go against Dupont. 
he won it in 2020 and 22. Um, he's just an extraordinary player. The, the, and all the way through this tournament, he's coming up with big moments. He's involved. His involvements are, are continuously unbelievably positive. Even in their loss to, to, to Ireland in Dublin, um, he was the one continuously making line breaks, bringing other players into the game, keeping France in the game. Um, the game wasn't secure, I suppose, until until Gary Ringrose gets that try late on. Um, it was a wonderful game, as Matt said. Everybody has um, lauded that game for the quality of rugby, the attack and the excitement throughout. Um, he was phenomenal in England, in Twickenham. Um, and again, at the weekend against Wales, the pass for Damien Penault, um the support play. So it's very, very difficult even though they haven't won the tournament, to go against DuPont because I just think he's, his contributions are freakish at times. It's just hard to believe that this guy can come up with this kind of um, excitement and quality so often. Um, if you look at, you know, Penault has obviously finished and scored a lot of tries in the tournament and Ramos has been really good as well. Um, and if you look at the Irish players, then, you know, Mac Hansen, Keenan and Doris, um, high level throughout the whole tournament. So I think they're, they're might be slightly behind DuPont. Um, if you're picking, and, and it doesn't, player of the tournament doesn't have to necessarily come from the team that won, won the championship. I'd love if it was one of the Irish guys. I think all three in Hanson, um, um, uh, Doris and Keenan have been absolutely fantastic. They've been so good in every game they've played. Um, Saturday, even the first half again, Hugo Keenan, sublime. Um, so Doris went off in Scot against uh, against Scotland early, but early in the championship he was sensational. You know he was unplayable. So um, they've been brilliant, and Hansen just uh, the quality and the the continuous him as a ball player. You know he's just a wonderful footballer. So I don't know. Um, I'm just making the point that it's really difficult not to give it to Dupont. It might it might sway towards some of the Irish, uh, one of the Irish guys. Um, it's hard to even separate them. So, you know, it's 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 a really difficult one. But um, I don't know what you think, Matt. I just think some of the stuff that Dupont has done in in this tournament again, it just he just keeps going and going and going. He, he's on uh, the next 10 years, he's going to win everything. So, yeah, us your answer. Yeah, they, they should, you know, just get go to the engraver and get a, a you know, a bulk deal and just engrave his name on it for the next 10 years. Like, he's like, he, as Stewie, we were saying, he's, he's like, it's like the under eights where you've got a big kid who's just big and everyone dominates the game. Like, this is this is the international game, and DuPont is just doing things that are just you just look at it and go, how's he do that? Well, that that and and no greater example than when Mac Hansen looks like he's going to score a try in that corner at the Aviva, the right hand corner at the Aviva, or uh, left hand corner, sorry, the Aviva as we look at it, the Havelock, and and the little these this little guy Dupont, and he has this incredible strength, and he literally holds Mac Hansen up like like in a wrong hold, like a a reverse bear hug, and pulls him backwards where Mac had. He's a strong guy himself, had all the, the opportunity. I don't know if you saw the shots of him swapping jerseys there the other day at, at uh, Stade de France. He took his jersey off to swap. I mean, the physique on the guy is just staggering. Like, he's 
he's like a he's like a bodybuilder, like if he's like a mini uh, WWE guy, you know, like he's just this wrestler physique on him. He can kick both feet, like against against uh, uh, England at Twickenham. He chips over the top of the outside of his right foot, regathers, runs another 15 metres, then kicks off the toe of his left foot on the run and the ball stops 10 centimetres from the English try line. Well, there's nothing the guy can't do. He steps to his right at one stage against England. So the whole England attack does right, comes back onto his left, does a 50-22. France get the line out in the corner, score, ultimately score off that line out. Like, it's not fair what he's doing. And, and I agree with Alan. In, in the game against Ireland, how could you not give man of the match to Doris? How could you not give it to DuPont? You know, there, there was just, if you gave it to DuPont, you say, well, why wouldn't you give it to Doris? And if you gave it to Doris, you say, well, why didn't you give it to DuPont? The, the, it, every game, the guy is just phenomenal. Um, I, I think there is one thing that the the people that are, uh, the, or the committee that are nominating, you know, World Player of the Year and Six Nations, they've got to start looking at the type five. I think this is really wrong. They're, they're not they're not recognising the excellence of tight five play. Now the tight five aren't going to score and be in the in the open like the back three and the back row are. But there has been such good excellence from our tight five across across all um, uh, teams. But we've got to recognise that and recognise that it's going to be different. Like how Andrew Andrew Porter needs to be in that group. He has been staggering. For, I, I just don't believe Ireland win the Six Nations without Andrew Porter's contribution to that to that. Uh, 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 to the to the to the win to the performances, but we've got to recognise that the tight five are not going to be doing those things that we're seeing Dupont and these guys do. So sure, we should re- we should uh, put Dupont up, and I I believe he should win it. But we've got to we've got to be recognising our tight five. Uh, otherwise, we're we're really neglecting aspects of our game that need to be rewarded. And when you get a tight five player like Porter, who has put in the performance that Porter's put in. He deserves to be in that group, um, and I, I think that's a, that's an injustice for him. But you, you couldn't argue with any of these guys getting it, except Dupont is ridiculously in front of everyone, and that's 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 and what a joy for Fabian Galtier, and what a joy for us all to see. I I, I text a couple of guys who I respect about Dupont, and I said. Is this guy the best I've seen? Am I, am I am I wrong? And they came back with a list of other great nines. And you'd have to say that along with Gareth Edwards and uh, Juice Van Westhusen and and a day, you know you've got to go back to David Kirk who lifted the first World Cup, Gregan, Nick Far Jones, uh, you know even even Faf de Klerk who's playing at the moment. Dupont is in the conversation of the best nine that's ever been. But Bezier, all these guys, he's he, he's at the beginning of his career. But he's already in that conversation uh, of an all-time great. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment. You can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, if we look at the tournament as a whole, Ireland obviously winning and then France underneath them. And the other teams, Scotland, England, Italy and Wales, all of their different stories and how they've performed throughout the last eight weeks. But where do you see everyone at the moment? It's a pretty big question, but both of you is actually uh, Matt as well included. Where do you see everyone going into this World Cup in September, October? Uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's like I said there at the start, um, you, you, you can't write teams off and think, oh God, because they've had about six nations. I think, um, you know, for England and Steve Bortrick, you know, he came out after the first game and said, we're not good at anything. So it was a hell of a statement for a head coach. It was a very honest appraisal. It was probably um, a little strong, in my opinion, that you would uh, you would want your head coach coming out with. Um, I think they're very good players, England. I think they have a new coaching team. It's going to take time. Um, Nick Evans is probably the key to their attack. Um, it's, you know, Kevin Sinfield, obviously an incredibly inspirational rugby league player. And um, he he was with Leicester. Bortwick brought him with him. Um, it's going to take a little bit of time for them. We saw evidence on Saturday of, of a little foundation that they can build on. Because for any team, you want to be strong. You want to be hard to beat, first and foremost. You want to be strong defensively and you want to, uh, you know, have the fundamentals of the game right. Your set piece, your breakdown work, all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure England will be good at all that stuff come the World Cup. It's just the intrigue of whether they can, you know, add some layers to their, their attack. And I don't know what you think, Matt. I just think that England will have the ability to pick very good players, skillful players. Um, the issue they have, I suppose, is who's playing number 10. Are they going to go with Owen Farrell? Are they going to move him to the centre, play Marcus Smith? I don't know. But I saw, in, in summary, I think England are going to be stronger. They're going to be dangerous. They're on their easy side, easiest side of the group. Australia, who Matt knows well, I think they're a real threat. We saw them in November against Ireland. And the performance they put in Paris against France, that was a little reminder that if you, if they get their tails up, get all their injured players ready and, and prepared for the World Cup, um, will Eddie Jones kind of give them a bounce? I'm sure he'll make them bring a bit of steel to them. I hope he doesn't stifle their attack play and have them kicking the letter off the ball. Um, I'm not saying he will. He'll look at the, what he's got and, and there's a natural... Um, ability there to to play brilliant rugby um i think and matt will probably admit agree with this australia's biggest issue at times is is the the set piece the scrum the line out getting their mall rumbling things like that um scotland of course are in our ireland's group they're going to be very very dangerous and um they can be pretty pleased i think they'll be probably a little bit a uh, mixture of relief um and happiness at that uh, final whistle on Saturday because, um, you know, right at the end of the game, they could have conceded a try and lost that game, which would have been disastrous for them. But certainly what they did early on the tournament against England, Wales, and um, the performance in Paris was really good, I think. 
Um, they'd be a handful for any team on their day. Um, for Wales, I think when you when you they prob they got their best performance in in and and probably uh, most cohesive performance in in Paris, which is you know they still lost the game by thirteen points in the end and conceded forty one. Um, they have issues and they have problems. I think it's for Warren Gatlin is getting the balance right between young and old. Um, he chopped and changed a fair bit, made a lot of changes throughout the tournament. It's not for me to tell him he's right or wrong. Um, he'll know. Uh, but you still could not discount Wales from getting a team and a squad together um, that can cause problems, particularly on that side of the group. Um, and Italy, of course, they'll be a handful if they can build on, on what we've seen. It was very pleasing to see the Italians play um, some brilliant attack in rugby um, throughout the tournament. They didn't get that win. Um, they ran Ireland close. They ran Scotland very, very close and France right in that first game. So um, there's not a lot between the top teams. And I think that's where Ireland, going back to what we were originally saying, if they stay still... Um, there's any number that could get to their level or at least, uh, you know, at least get to their level or, or, or surpass them. So that's the challenge. Um, but it's much better to have an Irish situation than, than some of the other teams. They're more hopeful of getting things right. Ireland are at a, a pretty advanced stage in their preparations and they're in a good place. Matt, do you want to pick up on that? I know you've been pretty harsh on England. Over the last uh, uh, couple of matches, but against Ireland, they were much better. Did you see uh, signs there that going into a World Cup that there is a bit of hope? Who else tickled your fancy mat over the next couple of months? Oh, I, I think Ireland had to be better on Saturday, too, because they couldn't get any worse than they were against France. That, you know, that's 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 up there with the worst. England, you should say. Ah, uh, sorry. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. England. You, you, you get it. You get lynched in. You know, massive. No, 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 no. I've, I've got enough. I've got enough money in the bank. Purpose. He definitely doesn't. Money in the bank. Oh, forgive me. Um, England, the worst English performance I've seen since Clive Woodward took over in in '97, and they he brought a team to Australia and they got walloped by, by Australia. They were appalling. Six years later, they win a World Cup. Right. So, where England are now at the beginning of a journey. I don't think they're going to be much as in winning this World Cup coming is beyond them. They've got huge problems in attack. Um, they haven't got any structure around their their players, like compared to Ireland or New Zealand or France that have got have got a system around their quality players. There's no, there's, their system needs a complete overhaul and a lot of learning from their from their players to learn a system. So they're going to the line with very few players. The other thing that Ireland picked. Uh, in defence, tackle one, so there's a scrum, tackle one, four English forwards went around the ruck and no backs came back. So they had the vast majority of their defenders on the open side. So what did Ireland do? Ireland was like a jab. They went one, two, and then came back blindside. They did it all night. One, two, come back blind. One, two, come back blind. And the English players kept folding on the one and the two. So at times they were coming back and Jamie George was on the wing. And that was the same against France. France ripped them apart on the short side every every time. So they've got to fix that. Uh, so they've got, they've got systemic problems. I also think they've got problems in their halves. Um, I think their nines, all the nines I'm seeing are not at, they're not at the races. None of them would make the international teams, other international teams uh, in the top five. So they've got huge problems. 
they've got quality tens, but they can't figure out which one's which. And Marcus Smith has been the scapegoat in the whole process. So I, I think they've got huge problems. And I am delighted because they are on Australia's side of the draw. So this is going to be the problem at the World Cup. The Australian and English side, Australia and Wales in one pool, England and Argentina in the other. Like that's a that's a great path to the semi-finals for the Wallabies. Because I agree with uh, Quinny, Australian rugby is getting off the canvas. It was almost dead during the the um, during COVID. It's off the canvas now. It's back on its feet and it's swinging. If they get everyone in and fit, which is they haven't been able to do for a number of years, but if they get everyone fit, Eddie Jones. Is you know, like let's forget. He is an he's the best World Cup coach in the history of the World Cup. He is he will get them firing in one some shape for that World Cup. On the other side, Ireland. This is the difficulty of the draw. Ireland, France, same pool. England. Uh, sorry, uh, South Africa and New Zealand on the same side of the pool. I mean that is so hard compared to the other side. So it's it's Ireland have got a mountain to climb in in that in that way. And the other part to me, France at home. Wow, they're going to be tough. France scare me. France, France are the only team that I look at and go, I don't, I don't want them. I want to dodge them until as late as possible. You don't want to be getting France in in the in a knockout stage early quarters. You, whatever you can do, avoid them. Now, Ireland, Ireland look like that. You know, they don't have to face that dilemma. But but somewhere along the line, they're going to hit France. I I, I can see a France Ireland final, but you could also make an argument for France and, and other people there. But they're not going to be far. Ireland are not going to be far away. But France at home, I don't want them. I think oh, that's that, that's that's um, that's something I didn't mention about France. Um, I brought Australia into this when we were probably just um, maybe just looking at the Northern Hemisphere teams. Um, but France are the favourites for this tournament. They're going to be so difficult uh, to beat over there. And Dupont, you take Dupont out of that French team, they're a different team. He's that yeah. good. Yeah. Um, now they have so many top-class players themselves, France, and athletically, they're so powerful. They're much fitter. Sean Edwards has done a great job. Um, even as in Galtier, I think they've 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 really changed the work rate and the work ethic of this this group group of French players in the last couple of seasons. So. Um, they're going to be an incredible handful for anybody in, 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 in on home soil. There's a bit of pressure with that, um, yeah, having true. to be favourites for sure, and it'll be interesting how they, they deal with that. Um, South Africa then are, 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 you know, so I actually don't think Ireland are favourites for this World Cup. They shouldn't be. No, I, think I, should be I think it should be France, South Africa, and probably Ireland third. South Africa are going to be, you know, they're... they're you know what Razi Erasmus and Jack Nienenberg have done. You can be rest assured that they're they'll be working overtime to get all their little, uh, all the preparation right. We saw what they did in Japan in 2019. They were the first two team in Japan. They were probably there seven or eight weeks. Um, they had so much detail around everything they were doing, and uh, they got it right. You know they found that that really peak performance in the final which they need is. Um, so they're going to be really, really hard to beat as well. So a uh, number of teams can win it. I don't think England will win it. Um, I think Australia are a better shout than than, than than England on that side of the draw. Argentina could surprise a few people, you know. Um, they always 
they always seem to bring that passion and that intensity as well. So um, it's stating the obvious. There's a number of teams can win the tournament. And, um, but for me, France are, are number one, South Africa two. Um, and they're the teams to beat, really. New Zealand, yeah. of course. Uh, I never mentioned them. but yeah. And Scott Robertson, Alan was just announced this morning as the coach. Yeah. There um, you go. Like, you know, you haven't even coach. mentioned them. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're always going to be a handful. And, um, you know, they've probably gone through a transitional period in the last year or two. Um, but they can still, on their day, if the All Blacks get going, they can, they can wallop anybody. You certainly wouldn't underestimate them in, in any way. Um, so they'll be very, very dangerous as well. And the rugby championship this year is a shorter version of it. Um, they all play each other once. So they've, they've only three games in July. Um, it's finished at the end of July. And then it's, uh, you know, August. It'll be, you know, pre-season stuff and, um, for them and, and trying to get it right um, for, for, you know, for that tournament in September. Those are only six months out, so I better get the predictions of where Ireland are going to end up in this World Cup. Alan, straight to you. It's impossible, Stuart. Yeah. Um, I, I just think you, you can't. You, you, it just depends who's. Well, like a past Um Again, I don't know. And I'm being honest, there's no point in me saying yes because they're going to play. If they get out of the group, they're playing France or New Zealand. And on the day, um, we, we need to see what form both both teams are in, um, where France are at um, and where New Zealand are at. And, and then you can make a kind of balanced judgment on it. I think have they the mental strengths and the capabilities of going past the quarterfinal? From what we've seen now, yes. But um, I know they coped. I coped well in this championship with some players missing, some quality out. But... You need to see Ireland in a quarterfinal. If they, if they get there, I keep saying it because, you know, Scotland will have a say in this group. And we saw what happened in the last World Cup and previous World Cups where we ended up being disappointed. You need to see an Ireland bench full of quality. And that is going to be the key for me. You need to see British and Irish lines, guys with 60, 70, 80 caps on the Irish bench, um, chomping at the bit um, and really coming off that bench. South Africa's bomb squad were so highlighted so much in the last World Cup. But I think it will make a difference because it's going to be a real, it's going to be a real dogfight for Ireland. But all I can say is, yes, they're capable of getting past the quarterfinal. And if they're in good shape um, and, and playing well and get some momentum and, you know, that's going to be depending on, you know, the South Africa, they played Romania, Tonga, South Africa and Scotland. So um, after the, the group stages, if they have their key players available, um, yes, they'll be, in, they'll be in a really good position. But it's, it's a flick of a coin at this stage, Stuart. And a final word to you on this, Matt, on the World Cup coming up? Yeah, look, I think Quinny's 100%, mate. That, that side of the pool, Ireland side of the pool, like anyone that predicts that tells you that's the truth. You know, they're, 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 it's a lie. Because the quality of the teams on on Ireland's side of the pool is just so high. They are... They, and, 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 and Matt, imagine, imagine people saying, um, we'd probably rather play the All Blacks. Yeah. I can tell you where you're at. Yeah. Like, when it, would it, you rather play the All Blacks over somebody else? Like, it's like crazy. Never, 
Never. It's crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah, it is. And look, I, I, I do think this particular World Cup cycle, New Zealand aren't as strong as we've seen them in the past. I think the appointment of Scott Robinson, who is a great bloke, Scott Robinson, I coached against Scotty 20 years ago, 25 years, and I've been very privileged to attend training when he was being at the Canterbury. He is a great person, and he will do a phenomenal job for New Zealand. So you don't want to get New Zealand at the next World Cup because Scotty will have them in great shape. This World Cup, they're still a great side. Anyone who tells New Zealand's not good, like that's rubbish. They're still a great side. So the, the difficulty Ireland face is they've got all these great teams. Now, the, the plus is Ireland aren't going to go into this with fear because they've beaten them all. They've beaten, them, they've beaten all these guys. That is a huge psychological bonus. They're going in with momentum, and each game is going to be a battle. There's no two ways about that. But they have got belief based on performance, not hope, belief based on performance. So this is the best shot Ireland have ever had. But they can still go out at the quarterfinals. There's no two ways about that because of the quality of the opposition. Here's the other part. That makes wonderful, wonderful entertainment. Like this is going to be so exciting. You know, we're, we're fortunate we're going to be showing it. But it, it is going to be exciting but unpredictable. The other side, man, that's, that's a much easier one to predict, isn't it? You know, what the Wales, England, uh, um, Australia, Argentina – that, that, that they're, they're going to finish top of their pool. So that's a much easier path for Australia or England. And I agree with Quinny. Everyone's forgotten Argentina. They've beaten South Africa, New, sorry, New Zealand, Australia and England in the last uh, 10 months. So, you know, if you if you write the Pumas off, you're mad. Czechs, uh, Michael Czech is going to have them. They've had just had a camp in Paris. So they're going to be a really difficult team to, to beat. And they're playing some good rugby. So, you know, again... Great World Cup, but this is Ireland's best preparation ever for a World Cup. They've got a great shot at it, but there's no guarantees, unfortunately. There are no guarantees, but Grand Slam winners, what a period of time it's been for Ireland going into the World Cup. It's so exciting. Of course, we have the World Cup in Virgin Media in September, October. Lads, been an absolute pleasure. Last we couple forgot months, to mention the 20s Martin, as well, Stuart. Yes, I know, I know you're rapping. The 20s were brilliant as well, so yeah, that was were. really, really fantastic, the day one as well. Back-to-back yeah. Grand Slams. Richie Murphy's doing some job. Al, Matt, thanks as always, and we'll chat to you in a couple of months. Thanks, Matt. Cheers, lads. Thanks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.